Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the live Dharma Sunday for August 7th, 2016. Koyo Kubose here. So very glad you joined us this morning. Well, the Olympics have started, and I thought of an idea that I had many years ago for a series of um, sort of pamphlets, perhaps, or it could be just in a book, and the title would be Dharma of then colon. So, in other words, it would be the Dharma of sports could be one pamphlet or chapter. Dharma of cooking, Dharma of gardening, Dharma of this and that. Um, <clears throat> I know I'll never get around to it, but yeah, I still think it's a good idea, concept. This is sort of similar to Zen of and we could think of a lot of actual examples of books written on the Zen of uh, running, the Zen of cooking, probably, the Zen of archery. Now, what what's involved in these, the meaning or implication of these titles? When it says Dharma, what's 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 the Dharma of something? Now we know it's a very popular Zen of something. What does that mean, Zen of something? Well, you sort of get a, a feeling of that <coughs> what that's about. Uh, but this gives me an opportunity to talk about a distinction that I that has been very valuable to me. And I'm pretty sure I read it, first heard about it uh, in the writings of D.T. Suzuki, where he distinguished between the term Zen as contrasted to the phrase Zen Buddhism. Buddhism refers to a particular denomination in Buddhism. And that's uh, Zen Buddhism. Of course, there's the Rinzai, Soto Zen. Um, and one of the main characteristics of Zen denominations is that they rely on their central practice of the Zazen. Uh, in this context, Zen is usually translated as meditation. And Za means to sit. So Zazen means sitting meditation. So all Zen schools rely, the central core practice is Zazen or sitting, formal sitting meditation is the practice. Compare this to the word Zen, which in one sense is a word a Buddhist word. When it's a Buddhist word, usually you should say Zen Buddhism. Okay. And as D.T. Suzuki pointed out, since the word Zen in Buddhism refers to meditation, not as opposed to connected with any 
formal zazen practice, but just Zen meaning meditation, in this sense, uh, as a activity, practice, approach, attitude, it really is uh, beyond any particular uh, religious denomination context. And he would also translate Zen as life. Life itself, or living life, the reality of life. And in this context, it's very interesting that the word meditation does not is not synonymous with sitting meditation. If it's sitting meditation, the word is zazen. So the word zen is meditation in a general sense. And of course, that's a very common word in English. Uh, what is the well, how we say Buddhist, but the Buddhist connotation or implication of the word meditation. Well, one way to analyze it is to look at the Chinese character of Zen itself, the kanji, the written calligraphy. And uh, this is how language, time, the written language, and so again, I, this has been pointed out, and one analysis is uh, the kanji, uh, the written character, sometimes uh, a given character is composed of several parts, the left side, the right side, or the top part, or the bottom part. And each of these parts individual kanji themselves and they get combined with another kanji and they as a unit they form their own unit so what does the kanji for Zen what uh, individual parts of the character kanjis what is the, what is their meaning? Well, in this particular case, there's two kanjis. One is on the left side. One is on the right side. This is from Zen or meditation. And if you look at this kanji, so Zen meditation. If you look at just the left side, that is a the Chinese character, the kanji for. Singular. One. One as opposed to many. Okay. And the right side of the other side, the other half of the character for Zen is a complete kanji that refers to to become. So if we we do this kind of linguistic written linguistic analysis of a kanji of Zen, we find out that it's composed of two characters, which together means to become one. And we could interpret this as meaning Zen or meditation means to become one with whatever you're doing. So therefore you got the Zen of this, the Zen of that, 
How do I become one with running? How do I become one with driving? How do I become one with cooking? Um, this, I think, is nice to keep in mind because uh, it goes to the core of uh, Buddhist philosophy where it's, there's a non-dualistic emphasis beyond subject-object. So you're not analyzing cooking and the cook or the dancer and the dance, you know, and so forth. It's just dancing. They're just cooking. The subjective reality, the experience of any activity, when you really get into it, into the flow of it, you forget yourself, you're just doing it. Huh? This, is me- this is meditation in action. You're not second-guessing yourself. You're not evaluating, okay? comparing. Uh, so this is, I, for me, it's very valuable. It's, it goes to what's a deeper layer of what's meant by meditation and a deeper layer of what's meant by Zen. And you can see where if you go deeper than the ism of a particular religion, well, Zen is life itself. Meditation is life itself. Just raw, doing it, happening. Not from the human analysis of doing something. There is a oneness, a non-duality between subject and object, between the person and the activity. Well, 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 okay. Um, so I think that um, one last comment would be Dharma, the word Dharma has a lot of meanings too it means the law, it means reality it means uh, uh, suchness also oneness I think but one one, uh, meaning of the word Dharma that I like is that it refers to all phenomena it refers to the world it refers to the reality of things. There's all these dharmas, all these phenomena in, our, in the phenomenal world, all the elements of it. So in other words, dharma refers to everything in our world. And that's why the dharma is all around us, of course. And the teachings are all around us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't mean to get into that so much. Sometimes it gives you a headache thinking about all these things, but sometimes that's valuable. Okay. <clears throat> Talking about headaches. I, I, I know what Dave Michio is going to talk about. He's going to be our guest to give us a Dharma glimpse today. And uh, <clears throat> he's from Chicago, and he was part of our lay minister two group. Uh, that matriculated in 2009 when the, their group came for their induction ceremony at Brighton here. Um, and uh, he was a person who gave, um, requested his own, his, the Dharma name he would like. 
um, you know, if they don't do not have the already have their Dharma name, or if they do have a Dharma name, we always give them a bright dawn Dharma name, and it consists of two kanji. The second kanji is the yo, y o, which means the sun, the bright dawn, and the first character is more personalized. And he requested, "Come on, a beat, you know." Everyday Buddhism, that's what's important to me. Everyday teachings. So I'm going to be an everyday son. <laughs> so Nietzsche means everyday. Uh, famous saying, every day is a good day. Nietzsche, Nietzsche, Kore, Kojitsu. Nietzsche means everyday. So he's Nietzsche, everyday son. Of course, there's a challenge of teaching. A reminder in his own Dharma name to hey, live the teachings every day. Things like this. Let's hear from Dave Michio for today's Dharma Glimpse. Thanks for letting me do a Dharma Glimpse today. Uh, I usually take the train to work, and most of the time I walk to the train, but one day, uh, three weeks ago, it looked like a thunderstorm was going to roll in, so I decided to uh, drive to the station. I parked uh, about a block from the train, and uh, it started to rain just as I started walking from my car. And I thought, you know, what a good choice. But that evening when I got gotten off the train and back to my car, there was a rain-soaked parking ticket plastered to the driver's window. I thought, what the hell? And checked the street for no parking signs, and there were none. So I checked the ticket, and it's street cleaning. And I was really, really pissed off. I knew there hadn't been any street cleaning signs because I always check. I always check now. Uh, if you're not familiar with Chicago, five years ago, uh, the city sold the rights to parking revenue for the next 75 years to an investment bank. And as part of the deal, Chicago received $1.1 billion that they were going to invest and uh, the interest off of this would replace the lost parking revenue. The investment bank was going to make their money off of better managing the parking meters. Uh, half of this equation came true. Chicago spent the money within two years and now has no revenue from parking except for uh, revenue they get from parking tickets. Uh, we now have red light cameras at intersections that never had accidents and speed cameras not on stretches that are most dangerous but where there's little traffic and you're more likely to speed. And if you park illegally, you are pretty much guaranteed a ticket, which is fine, but now I always check the signs, always. So I knew I had checked and thought, damn it, I am not going to pay this ticket. Why should I? I didn't park illegally. Why should I pay? And the ticket has been sitting on my desk, and every day I look at it and stew. And with each day, I stew a little bit more. I stew and I stew. I stew that I can't prove there are no signs. I stew about the unfairness. I stew about the parking deal. I stew again about the fact I can't prove it, and I, if I did, I'd have to go to court to do so. And I stew about my garden hose. The garden hose. Oh, yeah. The garden hose that 20-plus years ago had been destroyed by a city worker who was paving the alley. The city worker who had rolled his little roller into our yard to fill it with water and, crush, and had crushed the nozzle of the hose. 
a city worker who hadn't asked and who looked at me and said, what? I just fixed your alley. What do you want me to do? Fix your hose too? Stewed about a hose that I would have to replace, a hose that put me on the phone for hours getting the runaround. A hose that sent me to streets and sanitation district headquarters to get passed from supervisor to supervisor until I finally got one to see me. And when the guy hears me out and then asks how much will it cost to replace the hose, I say five bucks. And dot, here it is. Justice, compensation. But instead of pulling out a cigar box and giving me money from petty cash, the guy says five bucks, all this for five bucks. And really, now all I can think is all this for 60 bucks, just pay the ticket. Thanks. That's my Dharma glimpse. <laughs> yeah. The end is, uh, well, he paid the ticket, you know. And what the one said there, of course, is, um, well, talking about what I was talking about before, life itself is to get parking tickets, to get your holes unfairly messed up. What's fair, unfair? Um, how does one live an absolute life in a relative world? The relative world, of course, is the world of duality, fair, unfair. I got ripped off. Um, it could also be seen as the mud, okay? whereas the absolute, of course, is the pure white lotus. <laughs> okay. So how does the lotus, you know, rise up out of the muddy pond and blossom so beautifully? Um, how do you apply the teachings? Okay. Um, well, <clears throat> I could tell you a sort of a reminder of a personal aspect. Right on here, this property, we, we're really lucky to get this six-acre property in Corsico, California, and we made a nice right down center. And uh, Adrian and I, it's like we're living in a park. You can't see the neighbors. It's, it's wooded. Uh, it's like we're living in a park. And, of course, <laughs> I'm a city boy, and uh, I really enjoy this, love it, living in the foothills, Sierra Nevada foothills, and sort of so-called mountain living. Um, there are a lot of trade-offs, of course, singing, and you look, you get up in the morning, and there's just trees all around. It's quiet. I never take this for granted. Every single day. Okay. And it's particularly in the morning when I get up and go get the newspaper, which is delivered um, at the head of our driveway. And our driveway is a natural gravel driveway. It's probably around 300 feet long from the the road to our house. And the road is 
cul-de-sac. So it's not a busy, busy street. And um, in this cul-de-sac, you know, all the uh, properties are, probably the smallest property is about three acres. The largest is about nine acres. So these lots are, you know, are pretty big. And it's very wooded. A lot of nature, in other words. And what comes with nature? Here's my point. What comes with nature? Well, I made a vegetable garden. And boy, the gophers are really happy. (laughs) So I thought, well, this is my pure land. (laughs) Some visitors, Dharma friends and lay ministers, they come say, oh, this is right on. This property here is like a pilgrimage. You know, we come to visit and it's so great. This is a pure land. Okay. So. So I said, okay, this is a pure land, you know. There's there's gophers in the pure land. <laughs> um, there are rattlesnakes in the pure land. There's deer that chew up your plants really good in the pure land. Um, there's parking tickets in the pure land. You might think that the pure land is what are you talking about the meaning of words, but what is the meaning of pure land? See where nothing ever goes wrong? Where there are no stresses, no difficulties, no I don't think so. Just think about it just for a second and the pure land is everyday life. How what else could it be? It's our attitude that is going to optimize ourselves. We could uh, get attached to the things. Because if you don't let go, you could be dragged. (laughs) Uh, How do you get over it? How do you carry on? How do you keep going with a smile? Cheerfully, how do you accept slash transcend? The acceptance is the trans- transcendence, as my father would say. Spiritual acceptance, not a defeated, resigned acceptance of, well, you can have to, can't help it. No, this means spiritual acceptance, not a weak acceptance. Defeated acceptance, but a strong acceptance. This is Buddhism. This is the Dharma. And that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time. Yes, indeed. Keep going. And you have a very beautiful day.